0: ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through Behind the Grind. Let's go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Shuler, and as always, I'm so glad that you've decided to tap in and to tune in to another conversation here on Behind the Grind. Now, I say this every week. My goal is to bring real conversations from real people like you and I that are about their grind. And this week, there is no exception to that rule. Uh, This individual that we've asked to join us here on the podcast, to join us in the grind seat, as I call it, uh, is no stranger to that grind. And this individual that I'm referring to, if you're not aware, his name is Dr. Eddie Connor Jr. Now, Dr. Eddie Uh, is a phenomenal millennial uh, leader, thought leader, I should say, uh, that is a trailblazer, and he is doing some phenomenal things. He's transforming lives not only locally, but uh, nationally as well as globally. And we'll get into some of that conversation here in our discussion today. But also today, we're going to go through uh, and share a little bit about his brand new book that launched March uh, 4th. Uh, And then he'll tell you a little bit about that um, date and and why he decided to drop the book then. I just got my hands on a copy, and so I have been turning a few pages. And I want to let you know that this has been a good read thus far. And I strongly recommend it, based upon what I've read so far, that you should get you a copy as well. And so uh, if you are interested in a copy, Dr. Connor is going to tell you a little bit about some ways to do that and how you can... Get your hands on a copy as well. Um, I will also leave that information down in the show notes. So feel free uh, to click on one of those links below and get your hands on a copy of his brand new book called Relationship Rules. You know, this conversation that we're going to have is beyond um, just talking about relationships. But we're going to also talk about uh, some of his challenges and some things that he's gone through. And so if you haven't heard his story, uh, you're going to be very impressed uh, with what he had to overcome and what he had to get through uh, to, to find himself in the place that we see him today. And so it's going to be a testimony that will truly bless your life, and it's possibly a a... a Episode that you may want to share with someone else that may be going through their own personal struggles. Um, So, uh, without further ado, I don't want to hold up your time today because this is a great conversation. And I want to make sure that you're able to hear this conversation between two black men, right? Two black men from Michigan uh, that are just chopping it up, right? And you get a chance to eavesdrop and to listen. And if you like this conversation, feel free to give us a comment, to leave a comment, I should say. And and matter of fact, go ahead and hit that notification uh, so that you're in tune with more conversations that we have with other individuals here on Behind the Grind. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Dr. Eddie Connor here on Behind the Grind. Let's get it all right well welcome back to another episode of behind the grind of course i'm your host sharad Shuler, and i'm so excited about this conversation that we have today and the individual that we have in what we call the grind seat today um let me tell you a little bit about uh, my guest. Uh, Dr. Eddie Connor is a best-selling author, international speaker, college professor. And what's fascinating about uh, his story is he's a survivor of stage four cancer. Uh, we definitely going to have to talk a little bit about that in our conversation today. Uh, Dr. Connor serves as the president of the National Entrepreneurs Association of Michigan. He is a uh, 12-time best-selling uh, Book author. Dr. Eddie has been featured on BET, Steve Harvey. He has been featured on the Word Network, Huffington Post. I mean, he has been doing his thing. And so we definitely have uh, someone in the grind seat that has really been demonstrating uh, what it is to make impact and make influence. Uh, out here in these streets, as I would call it. So with all that being said, uh, you know, the, the accolades go on and on, and um, I could read through them all, but I just want to take this time and to welcome uh, Dr. Eddie Connor to Behind the Grind. Welcome.
1: Glad to be with you, brother. Glad to be, man. <laughs> and uh, you're doing great work with your, your podcast and using your voice as choice to, to really empower people locally and globally. So honored to share on your platform.
0: Man, I, I'm really um, honored that you would take the time out today and to share with us. I know your schedule is pretty busy and there's a lot going on and a lot that you're sharing with so many people. But uh, we definitely honor this, uh, this moment that, uh, that, that you've shared with us to, to just come on and just chop it up and talk a little bit about your grind and uh, some of the things that you got going on. So uh, before we get really started, um, as I, I was mentioning to you before, you know, I live in the A right now, but I'm, I'm from Michigan, spent a lot of time, most of my adult career in the Detroit metro area, but grew up in Flint. So uh, I, I take it that you live actually in the D, is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both <laughs> Michigan men. <laughs> yes, Michigan men. And uh, you're a Flintstone. I'm a Motown cat. So, uh, yeah. you know, my hometown is Motown, Detroit, East Side. What up, though? The 313 represent.
0: Yes, the what up, though.
1: <laughs>
0: now, did you pretty much go up there all your life or did, is that is that your story or?
1: Born in uh, Detroit, Michigan, but raised for part of my life in uh, Kingston, Jamaica. And oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, man, no problem, real team. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> so, uh, you know, being able to see the culture of, you know of our people doing things, uh, in, in empowering other people to overcome obstacles is, uh, you know, my life journey, but also, uh, doing ministry down there as a kid, uh, my mother and my father prior to their divorce, we had myself myself, my brother there. And I mean, just to see just the, the beauty of people, even though they're in a third world country and right. are they still grateful, even though a lot of times their feet are their shoes, you know? Right. And so, uh, but they're so blessed. Uh, despite it and uh, they despite all the problems they have what they say no problem (laughs) no problem i don't know if i did that right but (laughs) (laughs) you got it you got it
0: that is awesome and i mean that's actually you know that has its own um you know story behind it obviously you grew up in the d so obviously you know the streets of the d per se and all of that but then you have this 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 interesting twist of, of of growing up there in jamaica Uh, Definitely, uh, it speaks to you know probably the things that you've seen and the things that you've experienced throughout your life, which is uh, probably adds to the flavor of what you deliver and what you you do um, uh, when you when you're sharing. So, uh, what I really want to get into, and this might explain it, you know, I know there's that stereotype there, but I I wanted to really get behind this grind of you. You know, I I was sitting here and I was trying to count up your books and all the books that you've (laughs) written. And uh, I think I stopped somewhere around nine or something. I, and it just kept going. How many books? Let me just ask you, how many books have you written?
1: Uh, in the words of LeBron James, not one, not two, not three, <laughs> not four, not five, not six. <laughs> oh. But no, uh, 12. This is, I, I just came up with my 12th book uh, just a That's- couple of days ago. And so. Uh, just uh, by the time they hear us, it, it would have been just a couple of days ago, but uh, just came out just as of March 4th, empowering people to march forth and uh, build healthy relationships. Man, I live in, you know, we live in a cold, well, you now a little warmer city, but uh, I'm in a cold weather city, man. Ain't nothing to do but, but grind. Right. You know, right, j- 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 Jamaicans have all, all, the all, the, all, the, all the jobs anyway. So. <laughs>
0: That's amazing, man. Yeah, so you, you make good use of your time, you know, yeah. in 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 the house. You make good use of your time, and and that makes yeah. sense, man. That's amazing. I'm like, I was looking at it. I'm like, this is, this brother's dropping books like mixtapes. You know, <laughs> back in the day, they were <laughs> they were dropping mixtapes, and you know, growing up in food, yeah. that's all we saw cats, uh, you know, uh, dropping mixtapes. That was what to look forward to. But I think what yeah. you're doing right now is inspiring another generation. Right. To be authors and to be entrepreneurs and to do things that we just didn't see growing up. You know what I mean? The things that yeah. we saw was just the only way to really overcome or to really get out as we saw it was either the factory. Right. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> write a yeah, right. song, uh, you know, for Motown or rapping, per se. Right. Or, yeah. play, you know, dribble ball and or play some type of sport. So you're really transforming the mindset of of our youth today. And so with that being said, I I, I was reading a little bit about uh, your mentorship program. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've you've done with that mentorship program?
1: Yeah, I started a uh, program called Boys to Books focused on uh, uh, literacy, leadership, and life skills enrichment. Those are three areas. And really wanted to empower and impress upon our brothers, the whole aspect of, you know, there's value in books. Uh, Reading is not just an effeminate thing being able to share and tell your story and how to tra- transform your life literally from boyhood to manhood. And, um, you know, it, it really hit me near and dear to my heart because I taught school for 12 years. Uh, mm. uh, some people say 12 years a slave, but I uh, <laughs> taught school for 12 <laughs> years in the high school sector and then went to the okay. collegiate sector. And I, oftentimes when I would see a brother open up a book, his eyes would close. Yeah. And so being in, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> let the brothers get the best naps at that time. Yeah. And so uh, to be able to, to speak life into their life and, and do the mentorship aspect, you know, yeah. I grew up without a father in my life. And oftentimes the question becomes, how do you play a role when you weren't given a script? How do you right. become a man if you don't see one, much less interact with one? And mm-hmm. so uh, to understand that vulnerability and masculinity can coexist in the same space, Um, and not see it as femininity, but being able to express yourself, being able to talk about many of the things that us as boys and men deal with and try to grow through. Um, Did some work on the um, congressional side, worked with former Congressman Hanson Clark during the President Obama administration. We were able to pass a resolution, H.Res. 721, focused on bolstering uh, literacy among black and brown boys in America. And uh, coupled that with uh, which became the impetus for President Obama's My Brother's Keeper initiative. Wow. So just, just, just you know, doing the work, uh, son of the city of of the D, and and just really yeah. trying to empower people as best way, shape, or form as we know how.
0: Man, you're representing yeah. the city well. I, I must admit, and and so kudos to you, man, for just doing that. You know, uh, and again, I, the impression that you're you're probably leaving on the next generation, especially you know, giving them a new uh, way to look at things and a way to to do things is you know. definitely something that needs to be done and, and you're doing it you're part of part of the solution i should say uh, in i appreciate these, these it <laughs> and we got
1: we got to, we got to do that you know when the when the school to prison pipeline preschool to prison yeah. pipeline still needs to be disrupted when they're building prisons based on second third grade reading scores as uh dr Jawanza Kanjufu talks about the conspiracy to destroy black boys you know i think we we've we've got to uh really see as we've seen even with COVID 19 and and how Virtual teaching has shifted, and now the parents more than ever before got to be the teachers in the home. For real, <laughs> you know, one-room schoolhouse—we're literally yeah. back to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, I think is very, very vital and important uh, to the the growth and the maturation development of our brothers, becoming uh, scholars, leaders, husbands, and fathers in our communities.
0: Yeah, definitely the thing to do. Now, um, shifting a little bit to, um, I, you know, I read in your story as well, um, you, you overcame some challenges uh, yeah. early on. Um, and I think that is, you know, I'm just I was I was you know, I've been following you for a while and, and, and so forth and, and been paying attention. But I guess you've been doing so much. I didn't realize that this was a part of your journey. Uh, can you talk about, you know, um, being, you know, overcoming uh, cancer? Right. How, yeah. Yeah. How, that, that process and and what that was like.
1: Absolutely. You know, 2021 marks 21 years being cancer free for me. Wow. Um, you know, nothing, nothing but the grace of God yeah. uh, to where I don't look like what I've been through. And I've learned, you know, through chemotherapy and radiation and hair loss. My own father and I visited me one day in the hospital and people you thought would be for you were praying for you. In many cases, mm-hmm. praying on you, you know, that your test of testimony, your misery is ministry, your mess message, your stumbling block is a stepping stone. God uses your setback as a setup for you for your greatest comeback. He uses your tragedy a strategy, you know, to move your life to the next level. And um, is, if we had the movie The Color Purple playing, I know Coming to America just came out, but <laughs> yeah. we had The Color Purple playing. I, I tell you, like Sophia, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> so <laughs> all my life, know? been grinding all my life, uh, and, and behind the grind, that's that's really uh, having to grapple. Uh, yeah. People see the sort of quote unquote glory, but uh, there's there's yeah. a story and really the glory belongs to God to be able to overcome that and find the can in cancer. You know, Psalm 118, 17 says, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And so to be able to, to move to the next level due to praying mama yeah. and uh, just the, the tenacity on the inside to say, I'm not going to give up and knockdown is not a knockout unless you stay down to overcome those obstacles and and still be told at the age of 17, I'd never go to college. Uh, don't even think about community college, pick up a tray, what my guidance counselor said, never gave me no guidance, nor counseling, uh, because she knew my favorite two classes in school were gym and lunch. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to chase the girls in gym and then sit down and eat them with them at lunch. But uh, the cancer was not the last fight. And I said, I'm gonna fight to get to co- to college. I'm gonna fight to to get my, my degree. And uh, same person who told me I'd never go to college. I had to show up to my graduation from college. Look at God. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a blessing to to be able to overcome obstacles and and say, hey, man, you know, if I can do it, anybody can. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: if if you don't mind me asking a little bit more about that, what was like, you know, I know, you know, there's a lot of people that you know have this situation per se, but you've you've kind of taken that and embracing it, and you've ta- turned it into your story. Was there yeah. some type of mentor in your life mm-hmm. at that time? What helped, helped transform you? I, you know, I know you mentioned prayer mm-hmm. and, and so forth, mm-hmm. but what helped transform your mind at that time?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, my mother did as, as best as she possibly could for me. She was coming home during her lunch break after teaching. Um, during uh, As a special ed, a special ed teacher and, mm-hmm. and helping me and say, hey, you're going to take off the pity party hat and keep on moving okay. and, and okay. overcome obstacles. But my grandfather, God rest his soul, told me, you know, a knockdown is is not a knockout unless you stay down. He also told me, um, you don't have to tell anybody how good you are. If you're good at what you do, they'll tell you. Um, and, and and certain guardian angels were were sent into my life. I remember I had a homebound teacher, uh, at that time, I was not able to go to school my sophomore year. And, uh, she Mm -hmm. came and she would come to the house and give me the work and just kind of help me. And I'm feeling nauseous, you know, hair is, that. Fell out of my head and, and and all type of stuff, and she was just helping me to overcome, and and just give me some encouragement and do a couple of assignments. And her husband took a uh, a liking to me and just um, kind of just brought me under his wing. And and these were folks who didn't look like me, <laughs> white wow. people. Okay. Who uh, okay. and I had no, I was in many cases going to a school that I first time I ever been around folks who didn't really look like me, so it was culture shock. And Come for, you know, this white man to kind of take a liking to me, took me yeah. to my first baseball game, Detroit Tigers game. And, and you know, it, it really helped me to dispel, you know, some of the uh, racial um, ineptitude and animosity oftentimes that uh, we are stereotyped by and how we think exactly. people see us. Uh, but he really helped me at that time in my life and was a uh, somewhat of a surrogate mentor, much less father figure. And listen, I, no way in the world would I have been his son. But it's interesting, he he and his wife were not able to have children at that time. And uh, he had no children of his own, not even a son, but you knew he wanted one because uh, baseball was his thing. And, and he just you know took me under his wing. And I think uh, between my grandfather, my mother, my homebound teacher and her husband, uh, I think that was enough to, to keep on moving on. There were at least four people who wanted to see me alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think it's it's the love of them that made me want to fight.
0: That's that's yeah. a, that, I mean that's beautiful yeah. and I'm glad that you brought that out. I mean just even you just telling that story, I, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the gentleman or the angel I should call him, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stepped yeah. in and, and, and was like that surrogate at that moment. Um, it, you know, it did something for. It sounds like it did something for him as well to to, to yeah. see you and to, to 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 do something for you and, and to take mm-hmm. you to the baseball games. It sounds like it even blessed his life. And so that's a message yeah. in and of itself wow. uh, of of you know, what we can do and what we can do when we're giving back. Right. Um, so
1: and I got to even say I got to even yeah. say, because, you know, is is actually kind of interesting as well. My even even my principal in the high school at that time, Mr. Yeah. Ivory, okay. uh, took a, a interest. I mean, he would yeah. make sure that everything was all right for me. And most most of the time, a principal is not going right, to try to take care <laughs> of. <laughs> he's <they're laughs> he <ain't laughs> not going to go that far when he's got <laughs> another 500 kids under his belt <laughs> to deal with. Maybe a teacher, but to, uh, a principal? right? Principal? No, 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 not at all. So, uh, no. you know, that speaks to the principles in many cases that he had internally for the love yeah. for his students. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, it's it's uh, God sends certain people in your life during yeah. when you need it most.
0: Yeah. yeah. So with that. With that being said, now again, we're gonna get back to all of this. You know, like I read off all your, all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that you've done. And 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 a lot of times, you know, when you read someone's uh, the, the things that they have accomplished, a lot of it's things that they've done in the past. But it sounds like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you're still currently doing, right? You're doing it all, and you're balancing it all. Yes. And they're not just one track, right? You know, you're you, you know you're, you're ministering. You are uh, you're in some cases writing books. You're doing all of these different things. And so what is that about? I mean, no, you know, it's not like you're pinned in one box. What is that Mm -mm. that keeps you from being uh, just nailed to one thing that you can do?
1: You know, um, I I think it is just the whole aspect of uh, I got another chance and I understand Mm -hmm. how life in many cases can be a vapor. Uh, You know, um, just the whole aspect of being the underdog, In many cases, I was never the the most likely to succeed, least likely to succeed, so to speak. Uh, People didn't think I was going to even overcome cancer, much less do what I'm doing now. I didn't even think I'd be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I saw the rapper uh, uh, Ludacris on social media flying a plane. You saw that? I saw that. Breaking (laughs) all
0: kinds of
1: stereotypes. uh, Breaking all kinds of stereotypes. (laughs) This brother's a rapper, but he up in the air (laughs) fly the plane. And I said the other day, I said, isn't it ludicrous for people to think you can only do one thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I am not, uh, you, listen, uh, when, when you're dead, they're gonna put you in the box. But while you're alive, you gotta think outside of the box. You gotta break man. the box. I heard TD Jake said, if you think I'm only just gonna be a preacher, I'm gonna strain your vision of who I am. I'm, I'm gonna be a filmmaker. I'm gonna be a producer. I'm gonna be an author. I'm gonna be a businessman. I'm going to do all those things because uh, none of us are one-dimensional. We're multi-talented. We're multi-dimensional. And uh, we ref- I think we've got to get to a place in time right now where you refuse to bury your talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us have more than just one talent. We got five, seven, ten. No need for us to bury it. Multiply it and don't let it atrophy. And so uh, I- I'm driven to keep doing more and, and raising the bar and breaking every glass ceiling.
0: Man, that is your grind, yeah. right? So that's yeah, that's, that, the, that's, that's the, the talk we talk here, right? That's behind the grind. It's <laughs> behind the grind. That's what's that's right. the grind. This is that's is good. True. This is good. So yeah. let's, let's 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 dig into uh you, you know, you we talked about all these books before and so yeah. now we're we're coming to you just uh laid out another book, man. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. that, right? You just <laughs> put out another book. Let's hear about this book and um you know, of course I got some questions, but let's hear a little yeah. bit about uh, this new book that you just loved. was it yesterday or or two days yeah ago just or?
1: dropped just dropped yesterday March the fourth nice. so it's just it's just a newborn baby <laughs> and uh, extra yeah. extra read all about is it. relationship rules um, how to win at love leadership and leveraging your purpose and I, I think where we are right now in our world relationships are really at a tailspin um, it's it's really tough while we're in a pandemic but even trying to find your purpose partner oh yeah uh, in it. And then also trying to build healthy relationships but also purposeful partnerships and this is goes beyond just um the romantic companionship aspect this is with your co-worker
0: let me me clarify that yeah because you know sometimes when you just hear that word relationships you know our mind just goes right to you know you know you know the husband wife type of thing so is this book uh, helping beyond just the 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 marriage or
1: oh yeah yeah yes it it goes beyond just that you know uh it's just the whole aspect of just coexisting. Yeah. uh with each other and i think you know as i write in the book relationships really is the most important issue what we're dealing with right now in society whether it's voting whether it's dating whether it's working mm-hmm. whether that's being married or marrying someone i think it boils down to trust and communication mm-hmm. and so uh really finding wholeness you know if you think about the whole aspect of companionship finding a wholeness in your singleness finding yeah. a success in your singleness or just yeah. coming from the whole aspect of just healing from broken places and finding wisdom from your wounds is really what I want to unveil to this and, and focusing on those three areas, love, leadership, leveraging your purpose and, uh, tapping into the gift and the talent and skill that we have within.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit, and you may share this in your book, but you know, Mm -hmm. in this day and time, you know, obviously, you know, as we're connecting right now, it's virtual. So how Mm -hmm. does, how does, relationships work now in this virtual world and and how do we cultivate these relationships because i mean even as we open back up i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna people who hadn't been using technology in the past are going to start using facetime more and using different devices a lot more than they did before because they're introduced to it so how does relationships look now
1: yeah i think uh right yeah i think uh relationships are um I, I saw something the other day that said, you know, why would, if, I, if you see me call you, why hit uh, deny and text me what you want? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> COVID-19 has further uh, uh, paralyzed relationships to a certain degree to where we, a lot of people don't want to be on the phone. They just want to yeah. text. They just want to <laughs> send emojis. <laughs> you uh, said that we, in a text. You could have sent that, Right. <laughs> You could have sent that in text. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it COVID nineteen has taught us to a certain degree. Can you touch somebody without touching somebody? Uh-huh. You know, can you be there without being there? Can you literally touch somebody's heart without using your hands? Mm. Um, and and I think it it has gotten to the place and the point of really now trying to build relationships with a real foundational element beyond just going out to eat beyond just uh, getting somebody's you know nail you know done hair done. messing us up in the church, man.
0: We need to go after Sunday man. <laughs>
1: <We gotta, laughs> I'm telling you. Right. You, you, give, you better get a reservation now. It's 40% occupancy, unless you live in Atlanta, Florida. Well, right. Or Texas. <laughs> it's
0: a different situation. You're right. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> and I, I think it's uh, gotten us to a place to say, while wow, everything that I thought was essential is really non essential mm-hmm. because oftentimes if you think about it, many of our relationships were just transactional mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I could get from it mm-hmm. versus uh, coming to a relationship, companionship or otherwise, not as a customer, but as a waiter or a waitress. Mm-hmm. What can I, I like, do to serve? I like. yeah. <laughs> not, not to be selfish, but yeah. to be selfless. And wow. so I, I think that's uh, really what COVID-19 has exposed yeah. to us. Many of the relationships were just transactional. It was clout based What you do for me, I do. I <laughs> was, my back,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. It was, it was all of that, but it never really had any substantive foundation there mm. that was able to stand the storm and the rain. You know, it, it, it is a, uh, COVID was a crucifixion moment. Because now all you you had twelve folks with you, one of them was gonna betray you, and now all you got is two or three, but one of them is gonna act as if they don't know you no way. So really, all you got is you wow. and God. Wow. So wow. COVID was a crucifixion moment, and yeah. we ain't even at Easter yet; it's Resurrection wow. Sunday. So. <laughs>
0: That's deep, man.
1: Yeah, deep. yeah, it, like it how, really I, uh like exposed that, that together. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because it, it you're, yeah. you're true. It's true what you're yeah. what you're saying. It is so true. I mean, COVID has definitely exposed everything. It has pulled yeah. down, as you just mm-hmm. described. You know, at this point, you you fool around with the people you want to fool around with. Now, it's not like you say yeah. transactionally. You don't have time for all of that. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's just really dealing with the, the people that's most important. And then you start reevaluating what's most important. Yeah, right, and, and, right. In, in, in your yeah. life. As well, and who's important. Mm. So this is good. This is good. Yeah, so uh, with relationships, when you were you also mentioned something about relationships when it comes to leadership. What? How does that? Yeah. How does that sound?
1: Yeah, I I don't think you can be a a leader if you're walking nobody's behind you. It's it's mm. leaders beget leaders. You know, leaders really birth other leaders. Leaders influence, and I think uh, the whole aspect of what real leadership is is not about how many followers you have. It's about how many leaders you create. It's about the way that you're able to influence people to become better. And I think it comes from that whole aspect of servant leadership. Uh, It's not what you're doing for me. Uh, It's it's really what I can do for you. You know, as Zig Ziglar said, if you help people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And so being able to influence people to move forward, to overcome obstacles. And I think it brings it to a place of transparency and authenticity, which I... I think another thing is another layer that uh, yeah. COVID-19 has, has, has revealed, not not trying to sell it, but to storytell yeah. is where it is that uh, I think real leadership is. You can, you can learn by the mistakes that I made. You know, life teaches you in two ways, mistakes and mentors.
0: Man, this is good. I, I can't wait to uh, really dig into it. I, I, obviously, it's fresh off the press, so take <laughs> a minute to get through it. But man, so far, just yeah. you know, your writing style is actually really good as well. So man, just keep, oh, appreciate Keep, it, keep doing what you're doing. It's it's, it's you know, for, for us guys in in the, in the streets, right? <laughs> we, can, we can relate to some of the things from the
1: streets to the suites, brother. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> there you go. Right. It, it allows us yeah. to relate. So man, good uh, good writing. Um, so. As we as we dig into uh, you know the the church you know I, I mentioned that yeah. I wanted to talk yeah. about how things are going to go with the church and I, and I know you don't have a crystal ball and nobody's asking you to but as as things are shifting and things are changing uh, what do you see uh, the church headed to you know as we're uh, you know yeah. getting out of this COVID thing is it going to be the same as it used to be uh, or is it are you going to see some shifts what do you think?
1: Um. Time magazine has a has a new uh, as a new edition uh, out and it said uh, life will not be what we were used to. Okay. Um, basically, normal is not behind us. Normal is ahead of us. Okay. According to The New York Times, 33 percent of churches uh, due to COVID-19 will either have to close or will have nice. to merge. Um, 440,000, um, black people have already, uh, shut their doors as of April of 2020, according to, um, to black enterprise, 40% of black businesses have, have gone out of circuit. When you think about, uh, many of the prognosticators of, of, uh, religious thought, uh, mm-hmm. based upon what I have read, they said the mega, the new mega church will be the micro church. That uh, no longer will members be trying to flock to any type of locale that is more than 200 to 300 members. Mm -hmm. Um, So 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 literally the potter's house (laughs) has now been back to the house. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You think about Acts chapter 2020 is interesting. We went through this in 2020. Uh, As Paul (laughs) said, (laughs) I've left nothing that was profitable for you but I've taught you and from house to house. Isn't it interesting? We were confined to the house. The New Testament church didn't begin in a, a synagogue, in a, a sepulcher, in a great celestial establishment and sanctuary. It began literally from house to house. And I think that's really what we are back to. Uh, I After the song and the dance and the shout and the three, uh, you know, three, uh, chord uh, anthem <laughs> and the, uh, the, the the eight octave hoop right. and uh, you know spin around three times and high five yeah. your neighbor I think we're back to a, a whole aspect of where is the authenticity of the word Notice mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. the most uh, celebrated person now uh, outside of the preacher uh, in the church is not the organist is not the choir mm-hmm. it is your 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 cameraman. It's your right. digital.
0: <laughs> you are so. It's your right.
1: digital design you guy are or girl,
0: so right? They they are, have come
1: it, the they're more important the than your organist, <laughs> <laughs> and they was always in the back.
0: <laughs> That's oh, your most important person outside for the preacher. Time <laughs> such as this man, you are so. I'm right. telling you.
1: I'm man, telling you because we've gone. Yeah. I would say
0: this technology, even now, man, you you appreciate it now when you're trying to yeah. do this stuff on you know technology. Yeah. You see the value before you didn't have a yeah. clue what people
1: were doing and, and it. You, you did doing. This is amazing. You did, but I'm sorry, we, you, you, no, 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 no. You you're right. <laughs> I mean, the the people, the last shall be first in this yeah, aspect, wow. because we've gone now from from footprints to fingertips. We've gone now from from brick and mortar to click and order. And so I think where the, the whole aspect of the church is, you're gonna see some people who wanna come back. You're also gonna see those who say, I'm not stepping into the building. But right. then you're gonna have some individuals because yeah, it takes through. 21 days to form a habit. And we've been right. quarantined more than 21 days right. who are saying, I don't need to step into a building. I know how to cook pancakes and praise in pajamas. <laughs> And, and I'm used to this lifestyle to where I can get the word I can attend ten services on a Sunday.
0: <laughs> all in my pajamas.
1: <laughs> all all in my pajamas. And uh so I can right. still give my tithe and be an e member, <laughs> literally, uh, through a cash app, through a digital download, so whatever true. the case may be. And so uh so I think true. we're gonna see those three types of, of entities um where we are, but you know, Jesus did say greater works than these shall ye do. Yeah, yeah. I think he knew we'd go virtual too. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> you know what I'm brother, saying? You,
0: you a wordsmith, man. I got to give it to you, man.
1: This, man, God
0: has definitely graced you with yeah. that, brother. <laughs>
1: man, God is good, man. It's, it's just uh, kind of a way I think. But I think when you're, you're synchronizing it all, yeah. this is where we are. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to go backward. This is where we're here. Yeah. And I think it's going to be even a hybrid of it. Yeah, definitely gonna be a hybrid of it as well, the yeah. virtual and the physical.
0: Man, yeah. well, this this is good, yeah. man. So uh, you know, I, like I said, I you know, I appreciate you taking your time taking the time oh, yeah. today and just uh talking to us. You know, you know, I'm like I said, I'm excited to hear about your, you know, this new book and excited to get my hands in it and get in it and digging it and really Read what you've got there, um, but before we we get out of here, you know, um, now that since we we covered the ground of uh, Flint and Detroit, uh, I don't know if you've had a Flint coney, but uh, would you choose? I a Flint have coney?
1: <laughs> that sounds well, good though. Listen, I bring you a Detroit coney. You bring I've had Flint them. Coney. They can't compare. Oh, you Flint had coney. Them. So really, what I was Word? trying to do was trying to okay. introduce.
0: To you, the Flint Coney, while we had this moment, look how I did that. <laughs> Normally, I try to do a, a you know, yeah. an either or, and I know you didn't really know much about the Flint Coney, but I figured I'd just no. introduce that to you. So, if you've ever uh get a chance to go up I 75, uh, make sure you grab you a Flint Coney on the way there.
1: <laughs> man, it sounds like it might be worth the drive straight off rip, <laughs> straight off jump, so, but yeah,
0: yeah, bro. This conversation definitely, I was, you know, definitely anticipating this conversation. It definitely was a great conversation. Some things that we wanted to hit on, touch on, and 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 man, you summed it up real, real compact <laughs> and nice, man. You really gave it to us. I I was expect you to go all around the fence when it came to the church, but you you, you kind of put it right. No,
1: there. let's you let's hit like it right where it is, man. <laughs> so listen, I listen. I'm so used to being in the in the in the sanctuary, man, and try to now go into the. The cyber yeah. sanctuary has yeah. been totally different. So, yeah, how's that for uh, you? Yeah. You
0: know, you know, you on yeah. the other end, and I, I know you. You sound like you might rock the mic a little bit. So, how, how's how's
1: yeah, it I, for I, you? I tried to, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tune it up. <laughs> but see, you know what? Preaching has shifted now. Yeah, it shifted yes. from just yes. the hoop because I think yes. there's a generation who doesn't understand the, you know, the C.L. Yes. Franklins and the, you know, all yes. the way up to uh, where we are now. I, I think uh, where it has shifted is preaching has become more conversational. Yeah, it's become more teaching style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. almost even professorial mm-hmm. <laughs> to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, people really want some yeah. itemized blueprints of how it is that I can make the word active in my life. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, I I think it the one revelatory examples in that whole aspect so it's moved from the the celebratory yeah, aspect man. of presentation style to now transformative teaching man that's good yeah.
0: stuff man good stuff yeah, man. so of course you know of course those of <clears throat> you who are listening how can they follow you if they have not I'm sure most of uh, people who have who are listening today may have already been following you but if if by chance someone isn't following, <laughs> you, how can they go about following you how can they go about uh, getting a hold of that book and just learn a little bit or more about the, the things that you got going on
1: well you sound like you did an invitation man so the doors of the digital do- <laughs> 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 the digital got doors got are back, open right? <laughs> <laughs> will there be one Uh, No, man, it's it's been an absolute honor to share on your show, man. And you got the, you know, you got the S on your chest twice, Sherrod Schuller, you know, uh, (laughs) being the Superman that you are, man. So it's great to be able to share with you. Uh, I'll say this, you know, uh, you can just connect with me. I'd like to say that the revolution not only be televised, it'll be digitized. So go to uh, my website, dreddyacademy.com. We have a relationship academy there focused on those three areas of love, leadership, leveraging your purpose. Uh, where you can really be Im- impacted as we do our virtual workshops and our master classes and our seminars literally all for the comfort of your home via computer or phone. Then of course, my book Relationship Rules is out. You go to dreddyacademy.com slash book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble as uh, in three ways, as an ebook, as an audio book, even as a oh, wow. physical copy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, and then of course, connect with me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Eddie Connor. J-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-N-N-O-R-J-R. Man. Yes, sir. All
0: right, man. It's been good today, man. And so I hope those of you who are watching and those of you who are listening, mm-hmm. I hope you really enjoy. Well, I know you enjoyed this conversation. It's some good conversation that we must must have, right? Relationships and, and talking church yeah, and all that good stuff <laughs> today. So yes, sir. Uh, until the next time, I am your host, Sherrod. This is Behind the Grind. How you know you know my know